Welcome to the Portrait Church Podcast. My name is Jay. I get to serve as a pastor here at Portrait. And in this new series, we are inviting you into Advent at Portrait Church. And Advent is a season where we sit in the tension as the people did in Jesus's time, waiting for the arrival of the King, the Messiah. And so during this season, we wanna explore themes like hope, joy, and peace, and love. And I pray that you enjoy this series as you consider the true meaning of Christmas and this Advent season. If you would like to know more about our church, go ahead and find us online at portrait.church or find us on social media. Hope to see you soon, and I hope you enjoyed this series. Well, if I have not had the chance to meet you, my name is Jay. I get the privilege of serving as a pastor here at Portrait Church. And uh, man, if this is your first time with us, uh, we are honored that you would be here with us. I know many of you, uh, this could be like the first time you step foot back into a church. And there's something about the Christmas season that you almost feel kind of obligated to go to church. I don't know what it does, but um, regardless, we're, we're really honored that you're here. Many of you have been on this journey with us. Uh, you were here at the uh, preview series. You were here at our grand opening, and I'm just uh, really excited that you're here for our first Christmas. So this year and this time tends to bring a lot of traditions. It tends to have a lot of different, different symbols when you think of Christmas. I mean, look at, we didn't decorate this, but... It looks amazing and, and you see trees and Christmas trees tends to be one of the main symbols of this Christmas time. And as we, as a church over the last four weeks, we've been journeying through this thing called Advent, which is basically this time where um, we, are, we are waiting expectantly for God to hear from him because this Christmas message was given to a community where they, uh, God had been silent for over 400 years towards them. And I think for many of you, uh, maybe you're feeling the tension of that now that God has been silent and, and things that you've been praying for or, or things that you have just really had desired on your heart. And, and sometimes I think the symbols like Christmas trees and those things could, and Christmas sometimes could actually distract us from the thing that our hearts really long for most. I recently got a chance to go to New York City with my wife. We're big uh, Home Alone fans, right? So it's like, we're trying to do it all. I didn't find the pigeon lady, although I did try. But New York is known for one of the biggest trees. It's, it's the Rockefeller tree. And um, uh, this year the tree was 80 feet tall and it was a down year, they said, for the tree. I'm like, how does that happen? Where do you find this tree? But 80 feet tall and as we went and looked, we weren't about to pay $90 for the photo. We would do it from a distance. And I noticed and I began to think a lot about trees, especially Christmas trees during this time. Because, you know, as you walk by this tree, oh man, the smells, the lights, I mean, it looks amazing. But the problem with this tree, uh, this real Christmas tree is after four or five weeks, this 80 foot tree, they gotta figure out a way to haul it out in New York the same way they got it in. And it began to make me think, yeah, you know what? This is actually why uh, we decided to go to the fake tree. I don't know if any of you have made that switch yet, but um, a lot less shedding. Um, you, uh, if, if, you, know, you don't have to terrain finding the perfect tree, especially with four kids. I mean, it's, you can never find the perfect one. And so we got, we got, a, we got a fake one and it's great because we can, we can put it away 
It doesn't shed, it comes out. Some already have lights on it and the work's already done. You just plug it in and it's good to go. But then we were on this tour through Diker Heights and we're passing the 9-11 Memorial and our tour guide, Jennifer Wright, she begins to share with us about this other tree. And I don't know if you have been to New York, maybe you haven't heard of it, but there's this tree called the, the survivor tree. I think I might have a picture. And this survivor tree was the last living thing that was removed from ground zero. The tree is a, is a pear tree and it was discovered severely damaged amidst the wreckage at the World Trade Center at 9-11. And despite it being uprooted and suffered extensive damage, burns and broken branches, it was carefully removed. It was rehabilitated. It was mended and it was nurtured back to health over several years. And she would talk about the, the symbolism of the resilience of this tree. It was replanted at that memorial in 2010. And today it stands as a living reminder of hope and resilience and the capacity for renewal in the face of adversity. You see, the tree would serve as tribute to those who were affected by the events of September 11th, and it continues to inspire its visitors with enduring strength and vitality. And then they would create something called the seedling program. And what they would do is every year they would take three packages of seeds from this tree, and they would find different parts in the community internationally who have been affected by tragedy and trauma. Many of you were around in San Bernardino in 2016 when 14 people were killed and 22 injured on December 2nd. The survivor tree would seed seedlings to our own region. In 2019 in Las Vegas at Route 91 Harvest Festival, which took 58 lives and injured over 400 people in October 2017, they would receive seedlings from the survivor tree to remind people that there is an enduring hope that is possible. And this very year, they would send seedlings to Alvode Memorial Hospital for the heroic role they played in response to the mass shooting that occurred on May 24th, 2022, where 19 students and two teachers would be shot and killed at Robb Elementary School in a small town. They would send them seedlings to remind them that hope is possible. And I'm sitting on the bus and, and my wife will tell you, I just immediately get out my phone and, and, and it was like God in that moment just gave me a word for this church and gave me a word for these people. They hear today that Portrait Church wants to be a portrait, wants to be a community that sees God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And our community is honestly called to be a survivor tree community. Not a group of real Christmas tree Christians, if I'm honest, who for a season are useful and great for providing cheer and joy, but are cut off from the root system and end up getting thrown out four to five weeks. Because Christmas tree Christians, they, they have a hard time abiding, staying with Jesus, staying connected to Jesus because we're too busy worried about our own little kingdoms, living our own best life here on earth, trying to be successful according to the world standards 
And if we're honest, many people want the life that Jesus offers, but not the lifestyle it takes to see it come to fruition. We don't want to have a community of real Christmas tree Christians. But we also don't want to have a community of fake Christmas tree Christians, if I'm honest. Look nice, all put together, performing our religious duties, sometimes only once a month, if we're honest. But when you get close enough to fake Christmas tree Christians, you realize they're fake. You realize the performance and the persona is actually has no authenticity to it because we're too busy performing for God instead of being formed by him. Jesus had the same issue with the religious people of his day. In Matthew 23, he would say, woe to you, you Pharisees and teachers of the religious law. Oh, you look beautiful on the outside, but inside you are full of bones of dead and everything unclean. On the outside, you appear so righteous and so religious to people, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. That's not the type of community I want us to be. I want us to be a survivor tree community because we know as Ephesians says that we were once dead in our sins and trespasses. We were once alienated and did not walk with God. We were severed, we were cut off. Many of you know what it likes to have broken branches in your life. You know what it's like to experience trauma and hardship. But God being so rich in his mercy because he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. When he would send his only son to hang on a tree, to die on our behalf and give us life for by grace, we have been saved through faith. The community that I hope we can be as a church is one who knows that it was only because of Jesus that we have been rescued and rehabilitated back to be able to walk with God hand in hand. Only Jesus. So to the person in this room who showed up on Christmas and you tried to muster up the joy and the merry of the season, I want you to know today that, that God has seen your grief. He has seen the abuse that you've dealt with. He's seen the church hurt and he's so happy that you're giving this a second chance. Many of you know what it's like maybe to not have big grief and loss, but you know what it's like to deal with hopes and dreams that don't turn out how you would like it. And it just continues to compound and compound over time. And this grief has stacked up and you're possibly sitting here on your fourth hundredth metaphorical year waiting to hear from God. And today, as a church, my prayer is that today would be a seed of hope. That we are a community who knows that it was only by the grace of God. And so what we extend to you today are seedlings that you can go back home and you can plant. And we would pray that you would trust and have faith in Jesus to bring something new from the season that you're in. And so for those that have not put your faith in Jesus, man, I pray today. All, it's, all, all scripture says is you need faith the size of a mustard seed. That's it. There's no amount of performing or religious activity that you can do to make God love you any more or any less. 
because when he hung up on the tree, he said, it is finished. I wanna remind you today that nothing is impossible for God. That the story of Christmas is, he loved you so much that he decided to, to walk this life, tempted, betrayed, tried, yet without sin. And he saw you so valuable and worthy, so significant that today he wants to give you hope. And for those of you here who call yourselves followers of Jesus, I wanna ask you, what type of tree are you? And my hope is that in the new year, you would come and you would continue to trust this community and you would be a survivor tree community with us. Because Jesus is our source. He's at the center of everything we do here. He is the one who restored us when we were broken. He's the one that came to be with us, to bring us life. And he's given all of us an opportunity to choose him and choose faith as we step into this Christmas season. So Heavenly Father, this morning we pray. We pray that you would continue to be the center of everything we do. That you would be the source of all joy. That we wouldn't be so excited about the necessarily just about the tree and presence, but we would be excited about your presence, Jesus. And so this morning, God, I pray for those who need a seed of hope from the love that you've given them, that they see this Christmas story of a God called Emmanuel who is with us, who loves us, and who wants to give all of us new mercy and new hope to live into this season. Jesus, there's people in the world who need these seedlings of hope. Would we be carriers of this hope? And would we be honest with where we're at this holiday season? We thank you, God, for being a king who would leave his own throne to be with us so that we may have life. Would you be the center and source of this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen.